The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Main Street Vegan with host Victoria Moran. Victoria is an author, inspirational speaker, and a certified holistic health counselor and vegan lifestyle coach. She's here to entertain, educate, and inspire you on your journey to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Now, let's get this party started. Here is your host, Victoria Moran. Hello, vegans, pregans, and interesting people who find that this hour might be someplace you'd like to put yourself. I'm so glad that you made that decision, and we will try to make it a really, really good one. So greetings to everybody, wherever you are. We have a wonderful show today. I do have a co-host, Camille DeAngelis, who is a novelist and a vegan. We'll be talking with her very quickly, and then after the first break, we will be bringing you Miyoko Shinner. I call her the cheese whisperer. If you've tasted Miyoko's cheeses or made any of the cheeses from her book, Artisan Vegan Cheese, you'll know why. And she is a fascinating human being in a whole variety of ways. So we're going to have lots of fun with Camille and Miyoko. And you, if you happen to be listening live on a Wednesday afternoon, and you can call us at 888-558-6489, join the conversation. But first, I want to let you know something exciting that is happening in Main Street Vegan Land. Now, you probably know if you've listened to the show in in the recent past that I have a new book coming in May. It's called The Good Karma Diet, Eat Gently, Feel Amazing, Age in Slow Motion. Who wouldn't want that? I hope lots of people want it. I hope you'll want it. And one of the things that we want to do is get the pre-orders really going crazy. They're on Amazon and Barnes & Noble and at your local booksellers. And to do that, we're doing a contest. So here's what's up. If you pre-order The Good Karma Diet and you send a copy of your receipt to my assistant, Danielle, and I'll give you her email, so I'll just wait while you can get a pen or a pencil or an iPhone or something that writes, and let her know that you bought the book, then you will automatically be able to attend an exclusive teleconference with me on Sunday, May 17th. And you'll be able to talk to me, ask any of your questions about writing, about health, about being vegan, about pretty much anything else if it's not too personal. And that'll be really fun. And if you can't get in on the live teleconference on May 17th, we will record that so that you can still have a listen at your leisure. In addition, 
because this is the good karma diet and we want to get some good karma going out in the world, we are also having a good karma contest. So when you send Danielle your receipt for your purchase of the good karma diet, also tell her the name of your favorite nonprofit. This can be an animal charity, a farm sanctuary, your local animal shelter. It can be a health organization. It can be any organization. It can be Unity Online Radio. Whatever it is that inspires you and and that you feel is doing great good work in the world, give Danielle the name of that organization, and it will be in the running for one of three prizes. There will be three winners, $100 each. To the charity of your choice. Sounds like a plan, huh? I hope so. I hope so. And we love the book. We love the book. It's kind of a little bit high raw, a lot of green, a lot of live, a lot of pretty. And then you end up pretty too. That's mm-hmm. the point. So the book is The Good Karma Diet. You can buy it anywhere and, and just send your pre-order receipt to Danielle. And here's that email. It is Danielle with two L's, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E, dot M-S-V, that stands for Main Street Vegan, at gmail.com. So that's danielle.msv at gmail, and we'll get you signed up for that teleclass and, and maybe have your charity win the prize. So... Enough of that and on to great, wonderful guests and fun conversation. Sitting right next to me is one of my favorite people, Camille DeAngelis. She is a novelist, a travel writer, a vegan lifestyle advocate based in Boston, Massachusetts. Her newest novel, Bones and All, has a 16-year-old protagonist who happens to be a cannibal. See, I told you she was interesting. (laughs) The book asks readers to think about the spiritual implications of flesh eating in a really compelling story, too. Welcome, Camille. Thank you so much for having me, Victoria. I'm so happy to be here. It is wonderful to have you here. I think you came down to New York from Boston because it's so warm and balmy here. (laughs) It really is. It really is warmer than it is up at home right now. Well, Camille did go through the Main Street Vegan Academy program, so she is a certified vegan lifestyle coach and educator, and she also contributed a story to the Good Karma Diet. I didn't tell you when I was talking about that book that in addition to the kind of how-to part, there are 17 little stories from people who believe that changing their diet gave them good karma. And one of those people is Camille. And what you talk about there as a writer is really interesting. So can you kind of give us a preview, the short version of... uh, What's going on when you got your good karma? Yeah, so I'll uh, I'll give you the real short version because you guys should uh, pick up the book and uh, read my little sidebar there for a more full story. But um, so I have been um, writing novels for uh, maybe twelve years or so, um, and so. In between, uh, before I went vegan, I'm a longtime vegetarian, um, but in between um, projects, I would have these really dispiriting trough periods, um, and it would go on for like a year or even two years, and, you know, each time I went through that whole, like, oh, I'm a fraud, I'm an imposter, I can't do this again, and all that stuff, Um, and so I was in the middle of one of those trough periods when I went to India, um, and by the way, uh, I think going vegan is an amazing way to... um, tap into your intuition it's like the easiest thing the 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 quickest thing that you can do in order to um become more uh attuned to your intuition um so my intuition was telling me to go to india um which you know there's a whole cliche of going to india to have some sort of life-changing spiritual experience um but you know as happens when you have an intention um it totally ends up happening uh so i went to uh um a vegan um community and reforestation project uh to volunteer uh and i decided to go vegan there based on you know some conversations that i had with some some new vegan friends there and after that i had uh, the last four years have been far and away the most prolific and creatively satisfying years of my professional life my life in general um so i 
got so much accrued so much good karma by giving up dairy products. I love it. I, I hear about people who stop having dairy products and they stop getting cold so often. You know, we had an mm-hmm. opera singer on last mm-hmm. week and singers and professional speakers are always told don't have any dairy products mm-hmm. within 24 hours of a performance. So I've heard that. Certainly we know about heart disease reversal. This is the first time I've heard veganism for writer's mm-hmm. block. One more thing. (laughs) That's great. Mm. How did you become vegan, Camille? Um, So I, I, you know, by the time I was, at the time I was going to India, I definitely felt um, sort of a a vague unease every time somebody said, oh, you're a vegetarian, but you, you'll, you'll still eat eggs, right? I can cook eggs for you. And I would say yes, but I felt it didn't feel right anymore. Um, and so I knew, looking back on it, that I went I went to India and I went to this place called Sadhana Forest, which, as I said, is a vegan community, um, because I was ready to I was ready to change um, and I was ready to evolve into my next phase of life. Um, so I had this really amazing conversation, very simple conversation um, with one of the long term volunteers there. Um, we were sitting down to dinner and, uh, you know, he kind of sought me out and because, uh, you know, we had known each other for a few days. But, um, you know, when he you know was talking to people who, you know, had come and were vegetarian, he was like, so what's keeping you? What's keeping you from going vegan? And, uh, and I, I remember saying something like, oh, you know, joking, making a kind of a weak joke about being addicted to cheese didn't really think about the fact that I was actually literally addicted to cheese. Um, so we talked about that. We talked about, um, I mean, basically what he said that totally, you know, put me on a whole new track. Um, and I literally, I, I literally saw there was an image of a light bulb that went off above my head. I mean, it didn't literally, but I, I saw the, I actually saw the light. I saw the light bulb go off over my head when he said, you know, I understand your concerns about feeling like you might inconvenience your family um, by, you know, showing up to a dinner, a family dinner and saying like, oh, you know, I, I'm not going to eat that. I'm not going to eat that. Thank you very much. But I'm not going to eat that. Um he was like, well, you know, I understand those concerns, but, you know, in the face of, you know, all of the environmental devastation that we are wreaking on this planet, all of the suffering that we are putting these poor animals through, um, you know, when you, when you, in your own health, your own health and your own longevity and your own spiritual being, spiritual well-being, um, these, these are just, this, all of this stuff is too serious. Like you, you have to look at this. And, uh, and it was just this wonderful epiphany. It was great. Oh, that's a beautiful story. And sometimes those conversations are so important. It's not about beating somebody over the head. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of sharing sharing our truth. Mm-hmm. Well, God bless that guy for getting <laughs> you over the hump. Uh-huh. But one of the things we were talking about before the show was how wonderful it is to have vegans who are active out in the world as something other than vegans. So how wonderful that you're writing these books that, oh my gosh, about cannibals don't even sound vegan at all, but there you are. So just give us a really brief overview of of your three novels and uh, how your writing process works. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, so as as I said, the writing process is actually much more joyful and it's easier now now that I'm vegan. Um, But yeah, I write fantasy novels. Um, the first one's called Mary Modern, uh, and that's about a scientist who clones her grandmother. Uh, and then uh, the, the second book is about uh, witches in World War II. That's called Petty Magic. Um, and so my third novel, um, as you said, is Bones and All. And um, I was really um, concerned about you know, the notion that we are predators. Um, and it's something that people don't think about. Um, because I, I guess, you know, there, there's that... That separation that happens, the the mental block, the cognitive dissonance that, you know, if somebody else is killing it for you, you don't have to think about, you know, who that animal used to be, how it was treated, and also the lives of the slaughterhouse workers who prepared this quote-unquote food for you. Um, so that's where I'm going with the whole cannibal thing because people think that's just hilarious or bizarre or both. And it is, um, but I'm making a point and, uh, you know, yeah, you can just read the story sort of on the surface level, or you can take a feminist, uh, interpretation of it. And, and people have been talking about the, the feminist aspects of the book. Um, but as we know, veganism is also about feminism. 
Um, so I, I'm hoping that people will read the book and just start thinking about these issues. Um, I'm hoping that it will bring these issues uh, to people's attention in sort of a new and unexpected way. Oh, that's exciting. That's great. I was flipping through the big channels uh, the other night. I came in tired and thought, I will just watch some mindless television. And and I saw on on, on demand a little bit of this new Oxygen show, um, Street Art Throwdown, with uh, Justin Bua, who is a famous, well, he was a street artist, and now he's become the, the biggest poster artist in the world, vegan. Mm-hmm. And his, his life partner is, is Ruby Roth, a vegan children's author yeah. and, and artist who's been a guest on this show. Mm-hmm. And just seeing him there with a national TV, like a reality show, where they're, they're going to give $100,000 to one of these street artists who wins many reality show-like challenges. But I love it that we're out there doing our stuff in the world and and being vegan, too. It's all good. All good. It's a great life. So you also have something coming in the nonfiction realm about creativity. Mm -hmm. What's your take on what makes people creative? Well, I think that we, well, I know that we're all creative. We all have uh, this capacity. um, And for some reason, I I feel like we just, we have this sort of cutthroat streak in our culture where, you know, we have to say that some people are good at some things and some people are good at other things. And um, we're not encouraged to see ourselves as creative beings. Um, And and actually, that is something that veganism, one of many things that that going vegan has taught me, is that um, we have the power power to create and to recreate our lives in any given moment. Um, and we have the power to literally change our taste buds so that um, we can um, you know, become accustomed to a healthier lifestyle and all of those things that we thought were too healthy before. Um, now, over a period of weeks of giving it a try and giving it a chance, um, that kale and the Brussels sprouts and the kohlrabi and um, all of that stuff starts to taste delicious. Um, and that is, you are recreating yourself. Um, so I think that creativity has so much to do with every aspect of your life. It's not just about sitting down and writing a book or, um, you know, designing a poster, um, painting a billboard, any of the, any sort of, you know, singing an opera. Um, there's so, so much more to um, a creative lifestyle um, than all of the things that we've been taught you know, this is creative and, you know, versus something else that's not creative. Everything is creative. Every action is creative. Mm, Love it. Love it. Well, you will get a chance to be creative as a co-host today (laughs) on the Main Street Vegan Show because you're going to be hanging with us for the rest of the hour. Now, I just have to make a creative comment or a creative shout out to the wonderful herbivore clothing people out there in Portland, Oregon, because today as I sit at my table, there are actually two wonderful women here with me me, uh, Danielle Legg, who's been on the show before, who will be on again, uh, who's my wonderful assistant. She also works with uh, the Shannons of uh, Betty Goes Vegan. We've had them on the show. Well, anyway, Danielle and Camille are wearing different color, same t-shirt, lovely, lovely picture of a hen hen being chicken person with the sentiment wings are for flying not frying (laughs) stay with us through these messages and we'll be on with miyoko shinner and more main street vegan right after this If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. What if you could experience vibrant health, help heal the planet, 
and be a great friend to God's animal kingdom through simple choices you make at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Authors Victoria and Adair Moran say you can do this easily, affordably, and deliciously in their new book, Main Street Vegan. Everything you need to know to eat healthfully and live compassionately in a real world. Loaded with practical tips, straightforward information, and fabulous recipes, Main Street Vegan will help you on your journey toward a plant-based diet. The perks include more energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, feeling younger as you grow older, and maybe even a boost to your spiritual life. Purchase Main Street Vegan from BN.com, Amazon.com, or your favorite bookseller. Have you ever considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central. 1 p.m. Eastern on Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You're listening to Main Street Vegan with Victoria Moran. If you have questions or comments about today's topic or any other area of interest, we invite you to follow Victoria underscore Moran on Twitter or email her at MainStreetVegan at UnityOnlineRadio.org. Now, back to Main Street Vegan. everybody welcome back to the show and we have just been chatting with our guest Miyoko Shinner oh she's so cool I just heard her on on the phone a minute ago during the break and and said Miyoko your voice is so beautiful is there anything you can't do and she said oh yes there are lots of things I can't do but I haven't discovered any of them yet I think she's well you haven't but I've amazing. discovered now, I saw Miyoko Last week, uh, last Thursday evening, they said it was the coldest night in New York in 20 years. But that didn't keep people from coming out for the official launch of La Fashionista Compassionista magazine. So if you're not subscribing to that new online cruelty-free fashion magazine, just go to LAFC. That stands for La Fashionista Compassionista NYC, as in New York City, dot com. You can subscribe for free until they start charging for it. So you got to hurry. And if you want to have a look at the red carpet, you know, we all watch the Oscars and everything. But this is New York Fashion Week, new vegan fashion magazine. Just go to YouTube. And probably the easiest way to tell you to do this is just put in La Fashionista Compassionista Red Carpet. And there's a really fun little seven and a half minute uh, red carpet video. And uh, let's just say you'll see some people on there that you know. So, Miyoko. Yeah, Miyoko that was a Shinner fun event, Victoria. Loves slow food, but she wants it fast. She spent three decades showing people how to put artistry into vegan foods through books, television, restaurants, and most recently, an artisanal vegan cheese company. And in all honesty, this cheese is to live for. Mm-hmm. She's also an author. Her book, Artisan Vegan Cheese, has become a classic, and she has a brand new one coming up, and she's going to tell us about that. Welcome, Miyoko Shinner. Thank you, Victoria. It's a pleasure to be on your show, and it was great to see you uh, briefly last week. 
Yeah, Wish we could have yeah. hung out a little bit longer. Oh, I know. We were together last week for the launch of La Fashionista Compassionista. That was, and we were uh, both wearing Lois Eastland dresses. We were, and we were also yeah. both wearing coats because it was really yeah, cold was there. Oh my but gosh, if yeah. if you want to check out uh, the fun that Miyoko and a couple hundred other people and I had uh, last Thursday night in our coats, mm-hmm. you can just go to La Fashionista Compassionista on YouTube and put in red carpet and you can see a fun video there. So uh, enjoy. Look for us. So, Miyoko, welcome. How is it being in a great big baby business? Oh, it, it is exciting, it, and it's different every single day, and we've got new ideas and strategies, and, you know, we had such a welcome, um, just a, a huge welcome from the vegan audience when we rolled out our products back in uh, late September, and it's just been really exciting ever since. It's it's so fun to be able to get products into people's mouths, people who, you know, have had either a dairy intolerance or they've been trying to go vegan but just weren't able to do it because they couldn't give up cheese and they taste our product and it's like, hallelujah, I can go vegan again, like, or finally. So it's just been really, really exciting and, and encouraging to all of us, you know. That's pretty cool because your recipes in the book, I mean, an artisan vegan cheese, anybody who's comfortable in the kitchen can actually make some cheeses in addition to ordering from Miyoko's Kitchen. And Camille, I believe, is starting on her homemade cheese-making adventures. Yeah. So, Congratulations. Uh, so- well, thanks to you, I have your cop- uh, a copy of your book, Artisan Vegan Cheese, and uh, I was really excited to get started. Um, so I have uh, my first batch of Rejuvelac, which is currently uh, fermenting uh, in a, a dark, warm spot uh-huh. in my in my room, um, on my bookshelf, actually, which is fitting, I guess. Um, and it, it smells wonderfully cheesy. I'm excited to uh, get back to Boston and uh, start making some uh, some vegan cheese yeah that's great you know for for listeners who may not know what rejuvelac is it's a fermented beverage made by fermenting sprouts that you've uh, you 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 basically soak some grains until they sprout cover them with water and it turns into this lactic acid filled um, liquid that kickstarts your cheese um, the fermentation and culturing process of your cheese so you can take some some a handful of nuts or something else and then turn them into cheese in your very own home. That's pretty exciting. I'm very excited. <laughs> so that's how you started making cheese at home? Yeah. You know, I've been doing it for years, uh, d- different ways, actually. You know, in this, 20 years ago, I was making cheese out of tofu by marinating it. Uh, now they call it misozuke, but, you know, um, Japanese nuns have been doing that for a long time. And so I borrowed that technique, started doing that, played around with other forms of fermentation, making cheese out of uh, non-dairy yogurt, draining it, which is another traditional dairy technique, um, and just sort of played around. You know, the raw foodists were making cheese out of nuts, and so I borrowed some of their techniques and then just took it, you know, several steps further, um, including processes such as aging, which is, you know, what is uh, what happens with dairy cheese to render a soft cheese into a firm, sliceable consistency. So basically, it's sort of a marriage of so many different traditional techniques um, coupled with new ingredients and, um, you know, and some new ideas and techniques thrown in there. That's so exciting. Camille and I were talking about creativity before the show, and she had alluded to a book, the first chapter of which is Steal Like an Artist. <laughs> and as I listened to you, I ah. thought, that's precisely what we all do. Just politely. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's really true. I mean, whether it's cooking or, or music or art or whatever, it really is thinking mm-hmm. outside the box and figuring out, you know, how can I put this together in a new way? What can I do? Well, how I can have I create to tell something you, brand new. I, I love all your cheeses that I've tried. I may have tried every single one of them. I'm not sure. I've tried a lot. And I have to say that my two favorites have these really interesting wrappings. And one is the fig leaf, and the other is the black ash. The idea of eating black cheese. You know, it reminds me of back in my 20s, there was this big craze that was actually mentioned in the movie Annie Hall of black soap. There was this company called Erno Laszlo, not vegan, 
that that made these giant bars of they called it sea mud soap and you were supposed to rub it on your face and then rinse your face in the same dirty water and it was supposed to do these miraculous things to, to your skin and not not to compare your fabulous cheese to the black soap but there's some things are just they're not usually black and when they are they just seem so classy so those are my favorite too do you want to tell us about them well, those two cheeses, I think, are very, very classy, and they're, they are very unique. Um, so the Loire Valley in a fig leaf is a cheese that's wrapped in these wine-soaked fig leaves, and that idea I borrowed from age-old European techniques. And it's like a fresh chef. So it's, this is an unaged, fresh cheese that's very aromatic, sort of perfumey. Um, you know, it's got slight green notes from the fig leaves, and it's fabulous and it's beautiful and you can eat the fig leaf that's one of the single biggest questions we get is can i eat the fig leaf and yes you can it's delicious <laughs> as the long other as one adam is also... isn't wearing it. <laughs> what as long as adam isn't wearing it of course yeah, okay, he's not wearing it I... <laughs> but i guess he's vegan though so um vegan fashion a fig leaf dress of some sort but the other one is um, the Mount Vesuvius black ash, and that's another European technique where you coat or dust cheese in ash, which alkalizes the surface. And it brings sort of a sweetness to, and sort of mellows out the cheese. What happens as we age that one, and that one does get aged, is that it turns from a very creamy soft cheese into something that's sort of dense and harder, but still has a buttery finish. And I, I love that one too. It's completely black on the outside, and it's sort of a golden hue on the inside. It's beautiful when you cut it open. That's wonderful. And listening to you, Miyoko, you sound like a wine connoisseur. The the words that you're using to describe the cheeses are, are the kinds of words I would think people would use to describe wine. Maybe that's why they go together so well. Well, they certainly do, and I certainly missed it. I certainly missed that wine and cheese experience from, you know, my earlier days, which is one reason I wanted to do this and come up with cheeses that were worthy of a very fine glass of wine or a, um, you know, a non-alcoholic glass of wine or anything else for that matter. But Well, yes. I, I think you've done it, and, and it, it was kind of, of funny last, last week at the fashion event. There, there were just some regular saltine crackers there, and I think your cheese is good. <laughs> Did you notice By that? itself, and on any kind of cracker and any kind of bread, I've spread it on crudités. I mean, yeah. I've had your cheese in many forms, and it's never not fabulous. But Fran Costigan, the pastry chef, who is very much a foodie of the first rank, was saying, oh, no, not saltine crackers for Miyoko's kitchen cheeses. <laughs> that was pretty funny, but I don't know if anyone else really noticed, you know. I think the cheeses disappeared pretty quickly, so. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they, they did. did. <laughs> they're, they're, they're perfect. They're absolutely perfect. So Thank you, you so have much. a new book coming, and tell us about that. Yeah, so, you know, it, it is sort of funny because since Artisan Vegan Cheese came out, I was sort of anointed the queen of vegan cheese. And, you know, <laughs> um, I, I really do a lot more than just cheese. So my, my next book is called The Homemade Vegan Pantry, The Art of Making Your Own Staples. And it's a book about how to make all those wonderful things in your home that you would normally buy in a store, um, the things that you fill your cupboard and your refrigerator with. So everything that, all the dairy products, sour cream, your homemade butter, um, non-dairy milks, um, cheese, of course, um, as well as interesting things like your homemade, your own homemade bouillon or vegan fish sauce, your own homemade ketchup, um, cake mixes and baking mixes that can actually help make things easier. So you throw together a cake mix that takes maybe five minutes, and you have enough cake mix to make, you know, uh, to bake from scratch anytime your kid comes in the door and says, I need um, cupcakes for tomorrow or whatever. Uh, pancake mixes, um, meat substitutes, uh, jams and jellies, sauces of every kind. So all the things that you would normally fill your larder with by going to the store and just buying pre-made stuff, you make it at home yourself. You make it in large enough quantities that you can use it over and over again. And they're homemade, and they have that rustic, wonderful, handcrafted quality that you just can't replicate by buying from a, a you know a commercial brand. Wow, that's brilliant! But, yeah, so that book is coming out in June. 
uh, of this year, uh, published by 10 Speed Press. It's a beautiful hardbound book with lovely photos, and I'm really, really excited. You know, I'm really excited about the opportunity to help people get back into the kitchen and cook things from scratch without taking up all day. Um, and there's a lot of shortcuts in that book, too, on how to, how to make certain things that you would think are very labor-intensive. But, you know, the idea of this book is to really get you excited about cooking again, but also to make it easier. Um, and to add that, you know, one of, my, one of my mottos is, I like slow food. I just want it fast. Mm-hmm. So that's what this book is about, is, is really taking control of your kitchen again um, and having that slow food, but being able to do it in a fast and efficient manner. There's something so healing about that. Just the idea of going into the kitchen and making something that you think you have to buy. You know, I found yeah. a lot of that just going vegetarian when I was young and, and, and growing up in the 50s and 60s when all of the ready-made stuff was brand new and everybody thought it was so great. There were just things that, that you mentioned that I never knew that somebody could really make. You can't make ketchup if you're not named Heinz. <laughs> well, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Ketchup yes, takes about 30 seconds to make. It's one of the easiest things you can make. Ooh. So, I mean, there's, there's lots and lots of little tricks, too. And I am also the, the queen of not wasting. So, for example, mm-hmm. if you make a soup stock, what do you do with all those vegetables that you've, you know, that you've boiled the heck out of for two hours? Normally, you compost it, you throw it away. Well, I take those vegetables and I make veggie, um, uh, veggie dogs out of them or pate or something else. So there's a way of sort of starting with one recipe and turning it into two or three. So you eliminate waste and increase efficiency and yield. So tell us the name of that one again, Miyoko. It's called The Homemade Vegan Pantry, The Art of Making Your Own Staples. Wonderful. Now, we talked earlier about pre-ordering the Good Karma Diet and our contest and all, and I'm going to speak up for Miyoko. All of us who write books are needing these pre-orders. It's really important so that the stores and the online companies will get lots of books in when the books actually surface. Mm -hmm. So uh, when you're doing your pre-order, Pre-order the homemade vegan pantry, too, and you will be one happy cooker. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back with more Camille DeAngelis and Miyoko Shinner and Main Street Vegan right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Daily Word. Inspiration and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. My mind and body are in an ongoing conversation. My body responds to my thoughts, and my mind continually receives messages from my body, especially when something is out of order. However, I am more than mind and body. I am created in the image and likeness of God. I am first and foremost spirit. As I bring my spiritual awareness into the conversation between mind and body, I keep myself in balance. I know my body and its needs. I nurture it with food and water, rest and exercise. I also send an affirmation of life and renewal to every cell of my being. With spirit-centered thoughts, words, and actions, I claim my true identity as a whole and healthy expression of God, mind, body, and spirit. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. full of voices, advertising, television, politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul, The Lotus and the Lily, and 
Your soul wants five things. As she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find my God. Thank you for tuning in for Main Street Vegan. Here is your host, Victoria Moran. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking cheese and books and cannibals and all kinds of uh, interesting and different things only on the Main Street Vegan Show. So, Miyoko, um, your fabulous cheese, everybody's got to get that website. That's miyokoskitchen.com, M-I-Y-O-K-O-S, kitchen.com i mean you will just feel the wonder of umami just by going to the Mm. website you want to tell us a little bit about this whole umami thing why cheese tastes so good yeah you know i well cheese does have umami which is that fifth flavor it's it's something that's got depth it's savory it's satisfying and that's one of the reasons people have a hard time giving up cheese you know it's usually the last hurdle they have before they give up uh, they, they transition to veganism and so I really wanted to make something that would satisfy people and ease that transition. So I think we've done that. There are other raw uh, vegan ingredients that have the same sort of umami. Miso is one of them. Anytime you ferment anything, you start to create that umami. And so um, I think you know we've achieved that very, very closely with our products and I think a lot of people agree to that too. So um, be sure to check it out. We have about 10 different flavors on our website. Uh, we ship all over the country, and we're just starting to have distribution throughout California. Um, we will be getting to the East Coast and other parts of the country later on this year. Uh, but if you can't find it in a store locally in your area, you can buy our products online at miyokoskitchen.com. Now, in California, is it true that you're not allowed to call your cheese cheese? That is correct. Now, there are things called standards of identity. So mm-hmm. this is the same issue that... People used to have before with soy milk, calling it milk. You weren't allowed to do that. Um, and they finally fought that, and they won. Um, we didn't want to go through any sort of legal battle. But we're not allowed to call it cheese. We're not allowed to call it cheddar. We can't, you know, these are all things that w- could be misleading to consumers. So we um, decided to call it a cultured nut product because we're sort of cultured nuts ourselves. Um, <laughs> we decided, yeah, just sort of make a, a joke out of it, and it's all over our website. Um, but the product won't, doesn't say cheese. It also doesn't say cheddar. We um, tried to come up with names that would have that same connotation, So, for example, or denote that sort of flavor. So, for example, the cheese that we have that is sort of like a cheddar, we call aged English sharp farmhouse. And we thought that sort of name would, you know, trigger a reaction in the consumer's mind. Oh, that sounds like cheddar. So we had to get very creative because Mm -hmm. of that. I was going to say that's very clever. Um, Miyoko, I want to ask you, uh, as uh, an American vegan of Italian extraction, um, I wanted to ask you about your upcoming tour of Italy. Oh, that is so exciting, and I'm so glad they're doing it. This is a a series of tours. There's four weeks, uh, one-week tours at a time happening in July. It's called Vigano Italiano, and each week will feature a different host. So um, our hen house is going one week. Um, Fran Costigan is going another week. Um, I'm on another week. I think it's July 18th through 25th with Matt Frazier, who is the no-meat athlete. And it's basically um, an eating tour of southern Italy. starts in Naples and goes along the Amalfi Coast to Pompeii. Uh, we'll be doing cooking demos there. You'll get cooking demos from locals there. You'll be eating locally. This amazing, apparently it's the, the places that, that whole area is about 90% vegan anyway. Wow. So we'll be eating in fabulous establishments, um, staying in some lovely bed and breakfasts. Um, it's all inclusive. If you're interested in that, check out, um, go to, I think it's veganoitaliano.com. Um, it should be fabulous, and we're hoping that, you know, many vegans will be able to join us. Best vegan or best any kind of vacation ever. 
Um, that sounds wonderful. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no place better than Italy as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Am I the only one who caught that you have this black ash cheese that you call Vesuvius and now you're going to Pompeii? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, we are. (laughs) I know, I know. It's actually not from Vesuvius, but we call it that because, you know, we we thought it was a really romantic image. Um, And it is completely covered in black ash, so... That's so cool. Now, yeah. I'll bet you were covered in a lot of black, nasty, icky stuff around the time of your 55th birthday. What was that all about? Oh, actually, it was my very fifth, my 55th birthday. My husband and I decided to celebrate by uh, doing the Tough Mudder, and this was in Lake Tahoe. And if you're not familiar with that, it's a 12-mile course, running course, that involves all these military-style obstacles, such as, um, you know, a 30-foot monkey bar that you have to traverse over water, or a rope climb, or jumping off in, uh, into a, a deep well and then swimming across. Um, there's some elect- you know, some obstacles that involve getting shocked with electricity, low voltage electricity, which is kind of that was the part that I like the least. In fact, it was pretty awful. (laughs) But, uh, you know, crawling through the mud and there's all these kind of fun obstacles. I I sort of love that stuff. I love um, climbing over high walls. I mean, the first thing is right out the door without any running, you have to climb over like an eight-foot wall. You have to get over it on your own. And so I had trained for it. I had trained, you know, to do things like wall runs to be able to get up a few feet so you can hoist yourself over the wall and stuff like that. It was just a, it was a blast. I really, I, I love functional fitness. I love um, working and working out in a way that you can apply it to real life situations. So like if you have to run away from the bad guy really fast and get over that wall, you know, you have the skills to do it. So um, that's, it was just, it was a blast. It was such a sense of accomplishment to do that um, on my 55th birthday and, you know, and go and have a glass of beer afterwards. <laughs> so. You know, that, it all except the electric shock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that was really, Yeah, you really had awful. me until the electric shocks. <laughs> yeah, that one was really bad. That was the last obstacle. You had to run through these, this obstacle, you know, the, the, these cords were hanging down and sometimes you got dinged and sometimes you didn't. And I ran through, and of course I, I got, you know, some people are, I don't know, it doesn't seem to bother them, but it really bothered me, and I fell to the ground, it was, it was into the mud, and this guy came along, and he, I guess he thought I couldn't move, and I was actually trying to slither through the mud to get out of it, and so he gave me a hand to help me up, and as soon as he touched me, you know, the shock ran through my body again, I was like, just stay away from me, and I slithered through the mud to get out, but that was really terrible, that was the worst part, but I love the physical, the physical obstacles, the ones that required you to do things like climb up a wall or you know, a rope or something like that. Those were just a blast. And, and you were vegan at this time. I, I've been vegan for three decades. Okay, just wanted to make yeah. sure that everybody yep. know that not yeah. only can vegans be arm wrestlers and boxers and MMA fighters, they can also be tough mudders. And, <laughs> and, and at a ripe old age, too. Well, really? Well, I, yeah. I am about to have my 65th birthday, and I never thought I would ever, well, number one, be that old or tell people that I'm that old. But it's like, oh, my gosh, whoever thought it would be this fun and this cool and this interesting. So I'm actually going to take myself to Paris for two weeks of French immersion because we want to keep oh the brain gosh. fit, too. And we'll actually be doing the show from Paris. Hey, Jeff, I'm going to be doing the show from Paris <laughs> via the miracle of Skype uh, a couple of Wednesdays in March. So that'll be really fun. And if anybody's listening who is in Paris, I know that we do have some listeners in France. I've seen it on the Google Analytics. Uh, please be in touch because it would be really fun to uh, catch up with you over there. So, Are you going to go to the Gentle Gourmet there? I didn't know about it. Is that a restaurant? Yeah, it's a vegan restaurant. Good, well, I, you should I ask Fran about it. I will, because that's one. It's on my list. Look up restaurants because I'm going to be there a long enough time that I will be able to go to all of them more than once. Mm. That sounds like I am jealous. <laughs> oh, don't be jealous. You're going to Italy. There is enough continent for all of us. <laughs> so, Miyoko, what would you say to some clever young vegan? 
who wants to go into the food business? Would you tell them run through electric obstacles before you do such a thing or come on over? It's not that bad. Uh, you know, when I first started my very first food business, uh, I, w- I was in my mid-20s, and I was living in Japan, and I had not a clue what I was doing. And because I didn't have a clue what I was doing, and because there was no one there to tell me I couldn't do it, I just went ahead and did it and figured it out. So I think it's possible. I think you have to have passion. And it, at some point, you know, you should start thinking about, okay, what am I trying to do? Am I trying to be a local business, you know, or am I trying to go nationwide? Um, what is my product? Who's my audience? Um, how much money is it going to take to get this thing up and running? Um, you can start small and grow it organically, or you can, you can, you know, have a business plan and, and raise funds. There's so many different ways to go about starting a business, business, but depending on what it is you want to do. But I think this is a time for vegan business. And I just encourage everybody, if that is your way to contribute to an ever-growing vegan world, then by all means, I think you should do it. I love the can do itiveness of that answer, Miyoko, because I feel like so many people, um, you know, vegans and non-vegans alike, that, like they have uh, like a secret dream that they have uh, about how they want to do their part to help change the world, but they're getting kind of stuck in the quagmires of, you know, can't and won't and shouldn't, and this is going to be uh, cost too much money to get off the ground, and you know, all of these, um, all of this fear and doubt. Um, so I think we need many more people like you in the world. World, um, who are um, you know making their dreams happen? Because it's you know it's not just about you making your dream happen. You are making my dreams happen too. Making making uh, gorgeous uh, gorgeous cheese at home. Thank you so much. Yeah, but I think you know, there's so much. I mean, we all have to do what we're passionate about. Otherwise, what mm-hmm. is the point? And and we all have a responsibility as vegans to make this more of a, a, you know, to do what we can to promote veganism. And I think business is one of the the greatest ways to do that, Um, especially if it has to do with food. And if you have a food product that can help change people's minds, Mm. can make it easier for them to be, to, to, you know, to sustain their veganism, then I think it's, it's just, it's just the thing to do. Mm. I grew up hearing my mother say something that we would now say is sexist and very old-fashioned, that the way to a man's heart is through the stomach. But I think the way way to an omnivore's (laughs) heart Mm -hmm. is through his or her stomach. Mm -hmm. So you put out a beautiful spread of of lovely vegetables and nice breads and Miyoko's kitchen cheeses, who wouldn't say, invite me over again, if not, okay, I'm going vegan today? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing is that most people, I mean, a lot of people know what the facts are about the environment and about the suffering of animals. But, you know, even if they've seen the videos or whatever, they still say, well, I just can't do it because I just like the way I eat. I don't want to give it up. And so it really is about the palate, about speaking to people's tastes. Mm. And if you can show them that you, their taste buds can be satisfied uh, in a more compassionate way, then you've won. Well, you're helping us all win, Miyoko. Thank you so, so very much. Thanks for taking the time to join us today. The website is miyokoskitchen.com, M-I-Y-O-K-O-S kitchen.com. The books are Artisan Vegan Cheese from Everyday to Gourmet and The Homemade Vegan Pantry, both by Miyoko Shinner, Tough Mutter, an all-round fabulous human being. And look up to Camille DeAngelis and her latest novel, Bones and Awe. And be with us next week when we're going to be talking about all sorts of fascinating things. In the meantime, God bless you. Eat your veggies and your cheese. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Main Street Vegan. Join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time as Victoria Moran entertains, educates, and inspires you on your vegan journey. This program is sponsored by Main Street Vegan. To learn more about Victoria or to explore training with Main Street Vegan Academy as a vegan lifestyle coach, go to www.mainstreetvegan.net. That's www.mainstreetvegan.net.
Every moment we live can be holy, and all we need to do to experience that state is to make the decision to do so. Everything we do can be a prayer, and by using our innate creativity with intention, in every aspect of our lives, that can indeed be true. Author Carla Kincannon wrote, Creativity is so much more than art making. It is a tool for navigating through everyday experiences to find the sacred in each God-given moment. Discover Creative Spirit, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time, and experience the joy of connecting to spirit through creative expression. quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. What if you could experience vibrant health, help heal the planet, and be a great friend to God's animal kingdom through simple choices you make at breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Authors Victoria and Adair Moran say you can do this easily, affordably, and deliciously in their new book, Main Street Vegan. Everything you need to know to eat healthfully and live compassionately in a real world. Loaded with practical tips, straightforward information, and fabulous recipes, Main Street Vegan will help you on your journey toward a plant-based diet. The perks include more energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, feeling younger as you grow older, and maybe even a boost to your spiritual life. Purchase Main Street Vegan from BN.com, Amazon.com, or your favorite bookseller. Have you ever considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central. 1 p.m. Eastern, on Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. If I were brave, I'd walk the razor's where fools and dreamers dare to tread and never lose faith. How is life working for you? Would it be okay with you if life got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful and vibrant? Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for Vibrant Living. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to make your life more vibrant. Is there something in your life you'd like help with? A dream you'd like to achieve? A relationship you'd like to improve? Call into the show toll-free for Coaching with Carla. That's Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What if we're all meant to do what we secretly dream? Inspiration only takes a moment. Reverend Dr. Thomas Shepard shares this from his book, Good Questions. 
We are here to learn, grow, experience, savor, exalt, cherish, create, and to use our connection with that mind to make safe decisions. We are here to share, to be fruitful, and to multiply the good over and over again. Centering on the divine within, we become still and realize that whatever happens, we are still one with God. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I am an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network, subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.